2: Hello, my name is Micha. This podcast is about my family, those alive, those long gone, and those still dreaming. Here's what you need to know about Hien. She's a big foodie, she smiles all the time, and she loves to talk. But most of all, she's very generous. So here we go. 10 minutes to tell her story. Hien is the eighth of a sibling of nine children, born to Yuen and Rui, two in Vietnam. Yeah, you heard right. In Vietnam. Remember when I told you I didn't want my mother to speak to me in Chinese anymore? Well, the truth is, she never spoke to me in Chinese. Though she spoke Mandarin with Nong, Hien spoke to me in Vietnamese. Her mother was Vietnamese, and her father was Chinese. So, Vietnamese was her mother tongue. But for me, since everyone called me the Chinese girl, I often forgot about the Vietnamese part of me. Little by little, like everyone else in France, I started using China to talk about all of Asia. But there are so many countries and cultures in Asia, all different from each other. And Vietnam is one of them. It is a part of me as much as China and France. Anyway, where was I? Right. Hien, my mom, is the eighth of nine children. They had a happy life. She would sing classic songs every morning as she helped her mother prepare rice soup for breakfast. Instead of a radio, her voice was the soundtrack to the meal. It was her favorite thing to do. She loved singing stories, and she was known in the family for her beautiful singing voice. No matter where life took them, they found solace in her voice. That's why they called her Little Bird. Yuan and Rue were working class people. They worked hard to provide the best education for their children. Thanks to their efforts, They were able to send their last three girls to the best school in the city, a French-Catholic boarding school. Picture a schoolyard. It's recess. The children are playing barefoot. The mother superior and the sisters are talking in the corner. When all of a sudden, a little girl runs towards one of the sisters and takes off her veil. She shouts to her big sister, I was right, she has long hair. Her sister and the other children laugh and start running to pull off other sisters' veils. That day, there was quite a mess in the boarding school. Fortunately, the nuns laughed too. They were used of this kind of mischief because that little girl, it was Hien, the little bird. Little bird who hides in the trees when the bell starts ringing for class. Little bird chasing lizards in the boarding school yard. And again, Little Bird, who swaps her mango with her neighbors during evening prayer to get a bigger piece. Little Bird kept her joy and mischief despite life's trials. Because after boarding school, nothing was the same as before. One day, she was playing outside with her dog. He saw her mom, watching her beautiful house dreamily. She came closer and asked her what was wrong. Look at our house. Isn't it beautiful? We will need to live it. We had a good life here. I hope you won't forget it. A few days after that, Hien and her family left Vietnam. First, there was a boat to cross the Mekong. Then one town, another town, all the way to Thailand. In Bangkok, in the refugee camp, Every morning, Hien accompanied her mother Yuan to the administrative tent to find out if the family name was on the departure list. Little Bird would hum a tune on the way there. And one day, it happened. Their name was there, written in capital letters on a blank sheet of paper, and in front of their family name underlined the word France. I imagine what that first day in Paris was like. My mother, a little girl of 11, wearing a bright yellow summer dress. She carries a tiny backpack which she holds onto tightly to reassure herself. Inside, a jade bracelet her parents gave her for good luck. A doll that one of her sisters had made for her 10th birthday. A comb for her hair. A plush toy that looked like the dog she had to leave behind in Vietnam. And a small Buddha medal to protect her wherever she went. Small things, but she has carried them from refugee camp to refugee camp, across Asia and across an ocean to this new world. Reminders of her old life, now so far away. At the airport, she watches her parents try to make sense of this place. Then try to speak to people, but no one understands them. They had their frustration and smile to their children, telling them that soon be able to try the famous baguette. As they step outside, the taxi horns blare. They are in France. When Hien told us kids about her arrival, she didn't talk about the crowds or how hard it was to adjust. She said I got on a plane, the whole family was there. Granny had a bag, inside she had put a bottle of fish sauce and soy sauce. I was sitting next to her. The plane took off. They brought me a big tray with lots of food. I tasted a green fruit and another soft thing I'd never seen before. It was good. It was the first time I've ever had a pear and cheese. Hien always looked on the bright side, even though her arrival in France wasn't easy. She didn't speak French and she was separated from her family. It was impossible to find housing for all 11 of them in Paris. So, each child was sent to a different foster home outside of Paris until her parents got back on their feet. Francis and Claudine were kind. They took care of Hien as if she were their own daughter. And every day, Claudine taught Hien how to speak French. She would repeat, I'm Hien. I'm Vietnamese. Je m'appelle Hien. Je suis Vietnamienne. Je suis Vietnamienne. She practiced and practiced. Je m'appelle Hien. Je suis Vietnamienne. And every night, before bed, she would whisper. Je m'appelle Hien. Je m'appelle
1: Hien. Je suis Vietnamienne. Je suis
2: Vietnamienne. It wasn't easy, but. It didn't take too long. This little girl was motivated. Eventually, she started French school and ended up first in her class. Claudine was proud of her protégé, but she noticed that something wasn't quite right. Because, despite her optimism, Hien would lock herself in her room every night. She'd close her eyes and hold her plush dog tight. She thought about her family Of her parents, her brothers and sisters, she missed them so much. Until one day, while she was practicing with Claudine, her mother and sister appeared on the terrace. She thought she was dreaming, but they were really there. Finally, reunited. Together, they went back to Paris. Now that I mention it, if someone mentions Paris, France to you, what's the first thing you think of? The Eiffel Tower? Notre-Dame? Le Louvre? Well, that's definitely one part of Paris. But the other part, which most people don't think about, is les quartiers populaires, or the neighborhoods of the people. It's the Paris of the 19th arrondissement, where she used to take us rollerblading or biking in the Butchemont. It's the Saturday morning market in the 20th, where she'd be tempted by everything she saw, returning home carrying her own weight in fruits and veggies. It's the Paris of the 13th, with its Asian grocery stores, where she'd buy her favorite ingredients, and with Chinese restaurants and karaoke bars, where she'd celebrated her wedding, singing all night with her friends and family. That's Little Bird's Paris. Or rather, Laura's. Because in Paris, her name became Laura. She was asked to choose a French name when she became a citizen. On the radio, Johnny Halliday's song, Laura, playing over and over. She liked it, so she decided to change her name to Laura. More than 40 years have passed since Hien and her family arrived at Charles de Gaulle airport. The little girl would never have imagined all that awaited her in France. She learned to speak, read, And write French perfectly. Laura is very resourceful and knows how to do everything, so she very quickly found odd jobs. She became a jeweler, a saleswoman, a seamstress in turn. But most important of all, she stayed close to her family and her culture. She cooked Chinese noodle soup, Vietnamese pancakes, or Thai pasta that she ate in Asia, and she would sing songs from home. She would visit her parents and pay tribute to her ancestors. She had three children, three little French citizens. She gave them everything she had and said, Later, you can become a doctor, a lawyer, or the president of the French Republic. She felt grateful for all the things that happened since she arrived in France and instilled in her children a love for Asia that inspired her son Julian to return to China. When he was ready to go, she gave him the Buddha medallion she'd brought with her all those years ago. Take it on your journey, she said, so it protects you and you never forget where you came from. This episode was produced by Studio Ocenta. Our executive producer is Laurie Martinez. Our associate producer is Melanie Ong. Story by Melanie Ong and sound design by Laurie Martinez. Artist Tiffany Delune. Theme Gabriel Dalmasso. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Micha M-I-G-A Podcast, M-I-G-A-Podcast. And if you like the show, you should tell a friend about it and leave us a few stars on Apple Podcast in the meantime. See you next time. See you next time. Hold
1: up.